You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Hello, everybody. I am Carla Kite with the Divorce Lending Association, and today I have Katie Ellis with us. I've known Katie for years, and I've always mispronounced her name, so um, it looks more like Ailes, but she just let me know that it's Ellis, pronounced like Ellis in Wonderland. So, um, Katie, welcome. Thank you so much for joining today. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. My last name is a tricky one. It's um, A-H-L-E-S. The German H gets everyone, but Alice is is correct. If anybody gets it wrong, that is totally okay. (laughs) Thanks for the correction. I just heard it pronounced correctly a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh, I have to make a point of that when I I interview you. So so one of the really um, big reasons that I brought Katie on is because she just opened her own firm. Um, So she's gone off on her own, but she is, she's a family law attorney. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and let you kind of give your own introduction here um, on, you know, how you got into this and kind of what your past has been in in family law. Sure. I'm happy to do that. So I am in my eighth year of practice. And um, prior to that, I was a paralegal for two years. So about a decade um, of law experience, and it is all in Colorado domestic relations law, um, so family law specifically. Uh, Two months ago, November 1st, I opened my own practice, Alice Family Law PC. Um, We are located downtown on 16th Street, 16th and Blake, and we are a boutique firm solely um, practicing family law, so keeping with my trajectory for my career. I um, received my undergrad degree in psychology at Texas Tech University and then um, went to law school at University of Colorado in Boulder. While I was there, I just started um, different internships and externships to see what I liked, and I really gravitated towards family law. I think um, the psychology background really did kind of drive that because there is so much mental health focus, but... I got in and loved it straight away and have um, had the benefit of working at some amazing firms and then um, decided to go out on my own as of late. I was um, bringing in a whole lot of clients and it was the the best decision for me. So super excited to have opened and be able to offer services uh, through my own firm now. Yeah, which is super exciting. And I'm, I'm super excited to support you in this as well. Um, you know, being an entrepreneur myself. It's um it's rewarding and it's challenging all all in the same sentence. <laughs> so yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm so nice to being here and having relationships like I do with you. I think we met, gosh, it was probably like 2018. And so mm-hmm. it's so interesting to think back and be like, oh my gosh, I was such a baby then. Yeah. Uh, working at an office in Sherry Creek, and I know you were, and uh we connected in that way. And it's really nice working with professionals in other industries that have that divorce focus and experience and certificates. Um, So yeah, thank you for having me here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I love our, I love our relationship and our friendship that we've developed over the years. So it's nice. Yeah. So, all right. I have just a couple of questions listed over here, but we can go off script. Um, 
we haven't really talked about any of these, but um, so I know, because I deal with so many divorcing clients too, I know that every single divorce is very, very unique. Um, so if you could, um, if you could give a, like any heads up advice to clients as they're contemplating getting a divorce, um, what, what would maybe one or two pieces of advice be from you? Yeah, I think one, as they're contemplating, it's really take it one step at a time. When somebody is divorcing, whether or not they've been thinking about it for a long time, or it's one of those situations where they weren't thinking about it, but it has come upon them, a tendency is to try to figure out everything before you even file and and decide how things are going to go. With divorce, one of the biggest issues for clients is that there is a fear of the unknown. And anytime there's uncertainty, that drives anxiety, right? And so you really have to take a breath and know, okay, you're going to get through this, but one day at a time. Don't try to plan even for a month ahead because in the divorce process, things are going to change, things are going to evolve. You've got to have great resources and an attorney if you go that path and, and, uh, you know, people to reach out to, get your team set and then take it from there. Um, I think the other piece of advice I like to give clients at the outset is really hone in on what matters to you and fight for what matters. And that means, you know, giving up things that, you know, might not matter to your life in two years, but seem super important today, you've got to compromise. And if you come in from that place, then usually you can get this done and it it doesn't have to be all that bad. I think the folks that are highly anxious and then stuck on the past and stuck on those little issues tend to have a a harder time going through the divorce. So build your team, take it one step at a time, and then figure out your primary objectives and stay true to those, um, but make sure that you um, have some ways that you can compromise. Yeah. And I love that. And both of those things, like, first of all, so let's start off with team really quick. So when you say, you know, build your team, because I think a lot of people when they're contemplating divorce, they don't know where to start. They don't know who to call first. Um, And so they reach out to a lot of people that they probably shouldn't, but that they confide in because they're friends or their coworkers, um, you know, family, right? But typically none of those people are experts, you know? And so, you know, where do you start? Who do you call? you know, why would you call somebody over somebody else or something like that? So do you have any, any advice along those lines when you're trying to figure out who your divorce team is going to be? Sure. Yeah. So often they say that divorce clients will hire an attorney that is somewhat their mirror in different ways. And so it has to be that good fit. This isn't, you know, a transactional area. We're getting into the nitty gritty of your life. And so you want to feel really comfortable with them. I think it's always nice if you have had a friend or family member that's used the attorney and they had a good experience because it gives you trust and confidence in that, right? But I also always tell people, even if they come into my door, that it's a great idea to interview multiple attorneys and really get a feel for that. What you want to assess is, one, you know, how much experience they have. Um, in addition to their fee structure and their hourly rate and, and determining if that's appropriate. And then also really their style and philosophies of practice. There are attorneys out there that are really aggressive. And there's some cases that warrant that. 
Um, but there's some attorneys that are aggressive and reasonably, and you probably don't want that in any situation, right? Mm -hmm. So if you go in and someone promises you the world and they say they're going to fight for you and they're going to get X, Y, Z, that's a bad start altogether. We can never guarantee outcomes. And really, the first step should be looking at, okay, how can we resolve this outside of court? So do some due diligence. Um, there is a website, Super Lawyers, I always refer to, that that's attorneys and you get the award Super Lawyers. There are so many databases out there for attorney awards, like top 40 attorneys in Colorado and top 10 young lawyers. A lot of those are kind of pay for play. And mm -hmm. so you can't trust them. Super Lawyers is a great database that shows attorneys that have been vetted by their peers and there are a whole bunch of other things that they look for to become a super lawyer. Um, so that's a good place to start. And then I think from there, you know, there's, I think, attorneys who will try to do everything for a client without recognition that, you know, we're not, I, I have an undergrad in psychology, but I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. Right. I um, understand finances, but I, you know, can't do your bookkeeping at the same time to get ready for the financials. Right. And so figuring out with your attorney who else you need to get on board. I am a firm believer in therapy for everyone. I think the whole world would benefit from therapy. But right. this someone walks in my office, I'm like, OK, are you in therapy? Get a good therapist that you can trust to get you through the process. Attorneys probably shouldn't be used as your therapist, although there is some element of that. And so work with your attorney to figure out, you know, who the team is that um, can also work with them. And a lot of divorce attorneys that have been doing this for a long time will have great referrals for you, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I know, like, even with what I do, there's a lot of attorneys that don't understand or recognize what a CDLP can do. But again, like, you're not a lender. So, you know, you don't know how to set them up, you know, you, you will follow the law and guide them along the lines of the law. Um, you know, but there's maybe something that we can do early on with support or something to help them, you know, so that they can qualify and so on. So, yeah, I know there's a whole, that's why I love that you said team, because there's a lot of attorneys. I've talked to a few, um, who are not interested they're just, they're not interested in working with anyone else. Um, and they think they have it all and they understand it all, um, which is weird to me that they want to take all of that on. Right. Yeah, I agree. Even like databases and tools that you have, we don't have. Right. And so, um, when I can go to you and say, okay, this is my client's income. This is the range of maintenance. Is there even a possibility of her qualifying or him qualifying to refinance? That's super important at the outset because then you can build your whole case strategy, right? And so yeah. working with folks in those areas, it's it's super important. I wouldn't be able to do my job without working with other professionals. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, we appreciate that. Um, so, uh, well, let's see there. We kind of went through that question here. So, um, okay, so do you have um, one memorable case that you worked on or maybe even two? Um, that really, that really, you really felt like you had a huge impact in their, like in their future post decree. Sure. Um, yes, there's two that come to mind. One was a case of extremely severe domestic violence and, uh, domestic violence is an area that it's, it's difficult to work in that space, but it's also the most rewarding. 
What is so interesting about clients who are victims of domestic violence is they have a really hard time sharing their stories. And that is natural because of the trauma they've experienced. And so emboldening clients in that situation, it's just so powerful. And there was one who, you know, came in saying, well, you know, he's a bit controlling and he's hit me, but not for years. Once we were able to get through like the whole timeline and show all the evidence, it was this relief for her almost. And, you know, get the therapist on board and the team that she needed and and outcome she needed with respect to child support and um, the divorce and, and just getting her free. And those cases, I, I would say, come across my desk quite often and, and tend to be the most rewarding. Um, I also do a lot of work with non-traditional families. And I think that that is super important nowadays. It's 2023. And so families no longer just look like a mom and dad and the kids in a house, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you often see, you know, aunts and uncles taking in children, grandparents taking in children. Sometimes it's just a family friend. The law has really progressed to try to protect those relationships. And so I've done a lot of work to preserve relationships with um, non-biological parents with their children. And um, one case in particular was a four-parent situation, so two biological parents and then um, a same-sex couple who had essentially adopted the child. They then divorced, and my client had no blood relation to the child, but had essentially raised the child for almost a decade. And so we were able, through the court case, to preserve that relationship. So most of my three wow. ones are those, you know, family connection and ties. They're also the most difficult to work on. They keep you up at night, but once you get through it, it, it really um, is wonderful. Yeah. And that's a crazy story. Like it just gave me goosebumps. So um, it, we don't think about that, right? Because there's all of these different um, scenarios, um, you know, that that come up today, right? Like you said, it's just, it's not just this traditional, you know, mom and dad. And so along those lines too, um, like, do you, or have you worked with couples where um, maybe the step parent is, is trying to get equal time or rights to the child? Um, you know, like what, what about in a case where maybe they've not even gone through a legal adoption, you know, yeah. but they've been in their life for 10 or 15 years or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. That does come up a lot. And there was one case that comes to mind in particular where um, a uh, mom had the child and then remarried, but she hadn't been married to the father, um, but she got married shortly after the child was born to another man. And he raised that little girl. I mean, she knew him as dad until the little girl was about 10. And then the biological dad came back into the picture and it was sort of like, okay, well, what do we do if the mom and stepdad ever break up or what happens if something happens to mom, how do we preserve that stepdad child? Right. right? So families are super complicated. And um, I think there's, you know, a lot of family law attorneys who shy away from complexities like that. I kind of gravitate towards them. I really enjoy those sort of situations. So are you saying in that situation, like you weren't even dealing with a divorce, you were involved with this family, like more in a, um, uh, like in a precautionary way, like what, if something happens, how do we protect this relationship? 
No. So dad came back and filed a paternity action to get parenting time and stepdad opposed that as a non, non-biological parent. And so you can have competing um, parentage sort of claims. Okay. You, it, under Colorado law, there is recognition for parents who are not biological parents if you meet certain thresholds. And so mm-hmm. in that case, you know, he looks like a dad, he acts like a dad, he's a dad, right? And, yeah. and he had a claim to try to compete against the biological dad's standing as a parent. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. See, yeah. I always learn something new here. So very cool. Um, let's see here. Well, we already talked about team, which is great. Um, I mean, at, at this point, I don't know if there's anything else that you that you want to, you know, jump into. Um, but just with the uh, yeah, and you already said like where you're located and so on, but I want you to repeat that again just in case somebody's looking. I'll I'll tell you what what I love too about you, Katie, is like the first thing that you said, and, and I teach this in my classes with realtors, and I tell them, you know, you initially you might have somebody that comes to you and they they make that statement. Sorry, there was a little ding there, but they make that statement um, that I want to take my ex to the cleaners. Um, or I want full custody of my kids. I don't want, and when there's not a domestic violence situation or something like that, where you really truly have to protect them, um, just talking them down a little bit and making them understand that they do have to compromise here, right? I mean, they're getting a divorce and they do have to compromise, especially when it comes to the children. So I just love that you have that conversation. I love that you, um, are really open about finding a good fit, um, you know, that, that they're a good fit for you and you're a good fit for them because not everybody um, fits together when they're going down this path because it gets so deep and so personal. Um, I know I've seen cases where they come to me initially and they say, oh, we're so amicable. Like we were, we have been best friends since eighth grade or something like that. And then by the end of the divorce, literally calling cops on each other. And I've seen that. So it's just so important that when you're working in this space, that your team, that you're all aligned, right? And that you're all working along those lines. I'll tell you, I don't, I don't work with any divorce attorneys that are real bulldogs. I just, it's not the people that I work with. So um, I just love that you explained that about yourself. And I know you're a tough cookie because I've seen you in court. So it's not that you're going to lay down, um, but you just make it real that there is a compromise that has to be made in certain places, right? Not always. Yep. And not every case will settle, right? And there are some that do go to trial and there's going to be reasons for that. I do call trial legalized gambling. It is so risky. And also, you know, judges in Colorado, I think are under-resourced and super busy. And so mistakes happen in orders all the time. And if you can take it out of a stranger's hands essentially and craft detailed agreements and get it done. That's usually best. Some cases you can't settle. And so there are attorneys out there who really shy away from court. Maybe they don't litigate. Maybe they only do collaborative law. There's other attorneys that I think all of their cases go to trial. They like to be someone in the middle, but also that message that like in, in 99% of cases, it's better to settle outside of court has to be like given to everybody. And you know, if you get a team on board who just wants to annihilate the other side, especially when there's kids involved, it, yeah. it's 
a good situation. So yeah, it's always really nice to work with like-minded individuals. We're just trying to help folks and it's a transitionary stage, right? They need a lot of help. Totally. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, can you give your contact info so that people can find you if they want to reach out to you for some help here? Yeah, absolutely. So it's Alice Family Law PC. The last name is um, A-H-L-E-S is the spelling. We are at 1601 Blake Street, Suite 300. So it's right on the corner of Blake and 16. Um, and my email address is katie at alicefamilylaw.com. We're also very findable on Google. What yes. I also um, just share is that I do serve on the Colorado Bar Association's family law section, um, executive council, and um, in addition to that, on the Denver Bar Association's board of trustees. And I only say that because I, I really feel like it takes a whole lot of people to make change. And I'm always working on committees and working groups to try to improve domestic relations law for families in Colorado. And so if anybody ever just has, you know, a complaint or a family who went through something terrible with a judge or um, wants, you know, just somebody to get some feedback on how to handle situations, please feel free to reach out. I'm always an open door. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and best of luck in 2024. Best of luck with your new business. Um, it's I know it's going to be great because you just work so hard. <laughs> Thank you. It, it, likewise to you. I'm <laughs> following, following too, but I appreciate you so much. And thank you again for having me. Awesome. Thanks, Katie. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.